Hello everybody, welcome to Wombat Radio. We're in Dinella. Um, would you like to introduce yourself first? Sure. Um, I'm Michelle and I dance sometimes. It's Radical. And what are you busy with? Questions um, mainly. Yeah, life questions. at the moment and then somehow using that to define my myself to define the beginning of something and how many different directions that's going and hopefully one kind of similar direction mm. I don't know like a grand unified theory or something oh yeah oh, just something to write in an artist bio <laughs> Michelle is interested in yeah. Like and not have that just that sentence be the whole hundred words. Yeah, 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 yeah. What are you interested in? Give us a peek at your bio. Right, Michelle is a dance maker. Maybe so. Uh-huh. It's a question mark. Uh-huh. That one. Um, who's interested in theatre? audience, performer, relationships, social ritual within dance and um, participation and communion and the space that theatre creates and um, economics and National Geographic and science clickbait articles on Facebook with really catchy headlines and then not a lot of science Mm. and Milo for breakfast and why we do... The things that we do to ourselves and eternal doubt and um, trying to make meaning through the body but then acknowledging that nothing has any intrinsic meaning but then not being a nihilist and um, cats and trying to be a good housemate not going well with that one it could go on yeah. it could just it starts and then I'm trying to not use plant metaphors for anything at the moment because I'm a bit tainted by that, by a, an experience. But you know, a lot of lot of roots. There. <laughs> Spreading out. Well, yeah. I guess roots are sent out to find nourishment and to provide stability. Like as a metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> just just to carry on with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And so each one of these interests must be some f- channel of nourishment. Mm, some, some way of trying to find purpose mm. or interest or to solve restlessness, I guess. How do, you, how do you be interested in some of these things? Wikipedia, mm-hmm. mostly. No, not mostly. <laughs> Lots of sparingly articles trying to double fact check um. some things. You know, people used to say, Don't use Wikipedia for things, it's not a great resource, but I think it's really grown. Mm. It's something I can rely on, <laughs> maybe. But I don't know, you get obsessed with ideas, mm. I think. And then I'm like, That has dance moves, 
and even if it doesn't, like that's already too late. Uh, like it's in a notebook and then something has to happen. So making a work with just a 10 minute thing very soon with 75 Beanie Babies and it's about stock market volatility and market bubbles because I was like, ooh, dance work. Like, do I regret it? Sure, yeah. <laughs> but So that work's already made or you're making it? Um, I made it a couple of years ago but it's getting a remount for a Fringe. And what was the... How, how did you go from the, the idea to the show? Uh, well, I called my mum. I was like, hey, mum, do I still have my beanie babies? And she said, yeah, she never throws anything out. And there were 75 of them, and so then I got them and then read a lot of like, Wall Street Journal articles, and you can Google pictures, and there's, like, pictures of this one couple getting, like, a divorce in court and dividing their beanie baby collection between them under the eye of the magistrate. And that was beautiful and then I don't know maybe sometimes you can feel like you know there's a seed or like something that could be a good thing about an idea before you reach that thing mm. like sometimes in Scrabble you know there's a seven letter word before you know exactly what it is and then everyone's really angry well it takes you 20 minutes of rearranging all your letters to find out what that one word is and then, so I just kept looking and then I was like, oh, maybe it's about basing relationships or as in with, with any other people on the assumption that nothing will change and the danger of that and how that relates to the irrational exuberance, market terms, of um, a market bubble. Mm. And then you have to try and fit all that into 10 minutes. Vicious preening of ideas. And in like a, a physical 10 minutes as well, rather than a mm. linguistic 10 minutes. Really how does, how does it make that? Time. Yeah, how does it make that jump for you? Uh, spreadsheets. I always, <laughs> I always start dance with spreadsheets. Mm. <laughs> like to map things out in space and time or give myself. Is this Forsyth-esque? Like, scales of things that, is it linear or is it curved? And then try and feel like what the essence of like the physicality will be. And if there's any reference material, like, um, so we're using like 90s, because we're talking 90s. Like, so like hip hop slash basketball motifs, kind of like money culture and that kind of stuff. Um, and the research just kind of, once you start to move, kind of, it's just there without having to really refer back to it mm. in a super academic way. I'm just trying to imagine these spreadsheets. Like, what goes in them and what comes out <laughs> of them? They count sometimes. Uh-huh. Sometimes, like, starting with, like, chance kind of things to get something out and then putting it back into the spreadsheet and like seeing where things line up in sync and how how different movement change relate to each other or sometimes just instructions I don't know something about those little rectangles Mm. it's really 
makes the process clear for me. And do you share them with your dancers? Yeah, they really hate them. <laughs> yeah. And so you almost have to train your dancers to be able to understand your spreadsheets as well. I guess. Mm. I don't know if that's a good thing for them to be like, oh, here's Michelle and she's got some clips thing on her laptop. <laughs> We're going to have to learn to speak maths mm. for this process. But... Yeah, like working with Sarah for Milk Moonlight, each, each section had a spreadsheet. <laughs> I don't know, it's a tool for memory for me as well. Like if you're going to the dance and you're doing it, I see spreadsheets in my brain sometimes. Mm. Well, you know, just that like visual reminders of like what, what you're doing and where you're moving through that in kind of space and time. And I Apparently, maybe that doesn't help other people as much as it helps me. Awesome. Mm, I don't know if it's something I should keep relying on. If it works, it totally, if it works. But like, does it work? Uh, mm, it gets made, but... Yeah, well, I guess that's kind of in, ref in reflection of the once a piece is made and then you get enough distance from it to look at it and then is it the piece you want it to be mm. even if it's not the piece you wanted it to be yeah are you happy in its manifestation mm. milk moonlight was pretty cool i'm not far enough away from it yet <laughs> i i've never watched myself dance actually oh i i mean rehearsal videos show but like I try not to ever watch a production yeah so I don't know if I'll ever know which is really bad no maybe like it's I mean practice 30 40 years ago that would have been the norm dancers would never have seen themselves mm. dance and they would be mm. relying on feeling and feedback from their colleagues and friends yeah Okay, We're just doing a We're podcast. We're doing a podcast. Oh this is the little Good morning, thing. so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so you can absolutely use your own outside area. I'm Matt, by the way. Hi. This is no need. <laughs> you're losing me. This is cool. I'll edit that bit out, hey? Unless you want to be. Good <laughs> cameo no appearance. Um, what are we talking about? Um, that there's a huge amount of things that you're interested in. Dancers watching themselves yeah. on video. Yeah. I think that's the world now. Yeah. To be actually. so, um, yeah. I guess not self-reflective, but get such immediate feedback. Yeah. Not, not, I mean like feedback loops, not like critical feedback. Yeah, not actual useful uh, reflexivity and responsiveness, but. No. Just like. Um, like recursive information always about yourself slash your curated identity. Mm. Mm. Gonna go Facebook. What do you think about that? I'm interested in it. Mm. Sounds like <laughs> you're interested in it. Because you have a language for it. That'd be the maths language. Yeah. Which is, um... Yeah, I think curating an identity... I definitely treat 
using social media like that mm. and other people don't do it as consciously and I think sure okay they're probably not wasting their time as much as I am on being really curious about like online personas and how that feeds back into who you are mm. but maybe all personas that are equally as curated mm. Yeah, I don't really understand what people say, like, like the, the virtual or the online, in, in opposition to the real. Mm. Like, but it's still, it's still you. Mm. You're just acting through a different medium. I guess it gives you more time for choice, but it's... You always have that. It's still real. Yeah, I wonder if people were having that discussion back when people had pen pals that they would write letters to. They're like, that person's not stealing the real you because you've got so much time to think about it and respond. Lots of time. Yeah, like much more time. <laughs> yeah. Do you have um, works in the, in the pipeline that you're thinking about, like things that are in your notebook that you haven't made yet? I've got something I haven't made that opens in... Um, uh, Two weeks? Cool. So Two and a half weeks, maybe? What is it? I don't know. Okay. It's at, it's at St George's Cathedral. Uh-huh. Uh, it, I wear a cape. Uh-huh. I have some tea light candles. Uh, Hopefully, how many? Like, I said a thousand, but I take it back. <laughs> because I realised that is ridiculous. Well, it's, it'll take a long time to light. Yeah, and I only have 11 minutes, so we're not can't probably can't but then um yeah maybe a hundred maybe 30 mm. maybe 10 and I want it to be about something about the church space um in terms of people gathering there I guess for church stuff never been to church don't really know but then also gathering there for like some this dance experience and then like what does that what does that mean like it's really you go in there and like I don't know acoustically it's so evocative already mm. you can just imagine like the choirs and the struggling for church words here the congregation um, the well it reminds me of what you were talking about before about performance and engagement and ritual and that yeah. church is only ritual that's all it is but at the same time the traditional Anglican and Catholic and like the, the Western Christian churches are really divorced of dance in their ritual. Mm. Um, so it's pretty, it's pretty outrageous actually to have a dance in a church. Yeah, it seemed like a, I was kind of fascinated with just that idea of it, just bringing, I don't know, the pagan mm. back into the actual church hall. Is that why you're wearing a cape? Yeah. Yeah, we're going with like mysticism, kind mm. of monks maybe, mm. except it's shiny because my mum made it. <laughs> but. So what are you going to do in between now and the opening to, to make the thing? I think that my challenge was that I said I would do it when I was very already overloaded. So, but someone was, everyone else was doing it. I really felt 
like I shouldn't miss out because then it would be too late and then I'd never get another opportunity again and then they'd all be famous but I wouldn't be famous and then what a shame that would be I'd have to get a retail job and then so I said yes because <laughs> everyone else was doing it which is maybe not maybe how things are it's how but, things are for sure yeah and then so I thought since I don't have an exact idea I I can't do what I normally do if I could start with body this time mm -hmm. start with um, like improvising and like physicality I'm not sure I'm interested so much in choreography this time around as in finding something say embodied is like that's a dance word you can use with your body but yeah like so start there and then I've got a director actually as of two days ago. Wow. So he will come in and have a look and shape what is almost purely the physical, like maybe, is it ever really, I don't know, into something that makes not narrative sense, but visual and some sort of narrative, mm. some 11 minute progression of states and actions and ritual repetition and then we're going to talk about how it, I can talk to the audience and do I get to talk to them and do they get to light their own candles and do I get to I kind of want to select two people to be my like altar boy candle bitches and just for how bizarre that would be and then get them to light everyone else's candles super bizarre but then maybe we create some kind of like arbitrary exchange of like the objects but then of that the interpersonal experience I guess with the the audience members like do they do a questionnaire then do they have to proclaim themselves gods of something and then hand someone else a candle awesome. is this really going to be naff can I push it so far camp that it's going to actually be interesting we're going to try get everyone a cape how, how do you maintain authorship when you're the performer and you have a director? I've never worked with a director before. I was just kind of... I was worried about it. And I voiced my concerns to someone. And they said, I think I, I, think I need a, an outside visual eye because I'm not going to have time mm. to... Or, yeah, with the quick turnaround, to be able to do both myself. Mm. Like, be finding... <clears throat> the best version of the the what the physical can be and then also shaping it and looking back on it as a performance so then he said he would do it so now I know backing out now so I guess it's always my physical experience mm. is gonna be what my most of my experience of it is going to be my own performance of it so I guess that that's always going to be there I like the idea of doing something uh, that's has the aesthetics of mysticism or something that's mystical in a space that is always mystical but is somehow has a, a validation that excuses it from how ridiculously mystical it is mm. church space yeah 
So like what you're doing is the most appropriate thing to happen in a church, actually, because there's always mysticism going on in every church mm. service. So I'm trying to take advantage of the, the atmosphere, mm. the, what that sense of place lends to, because I, I hope the audience is sitting on the pews. Mm. Like, maybe there's going to be chairs, but like, I want them sitting on the, the pews, and maybe we observe some forms of uh, stuff that belongs in a church, like maybe they all have to stand. When on. you enter in your cape. Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I was hoping for. <laughs> but then, like, what ways are there to disrupt parts of it, but still retain the, I guess, feeling of significance or <laughs> feeling of importance of observing it, but disrupt it, whether that's me, just just the act of dancing, I think, would do that, but I don't know if there's something else the audience will need in terms of provocation in that way to think about it in a different... Like, so do I take selfies with the worshippers? Like, do I... I think so. I think that sounds good. And um, I could fit in. <laughs> tag God in it because he's there. Hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and what do you usually do when you don't know? During process or during life? That's a good question. I think I haven't not known enough times to have a go-to mm. because then I would know. Yeah, right. <laughs> so usually you know uh, what you what needs to happen. Well, usually I come in with a plan. Yeah, right, a spreadsheet yeah. plan. Yeah, like a structural <laughs> plan of where the work's going. Mm. And I don't know if this is too early in my discovery of making for me to turn it on its head and go, you know what, like what you've done before, do it a different way, but then maybe this turns out to be a better way mm. to work. It just I think there's value in establishing before you decide to undermine. Yeah, but like, maybe you get to choose what to establish. Yeah, that's before true. Before even that. If you keep swerving. Because mm, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> that's it, that's full stop. So. But other people will believe that you do when they see your show, when they see your name on the program, they'll be like, oh, she must know what she's doing. Yeah, they might be. Just let them believe, I reckon. Um, that's, the, that's the name of the dance. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe. What's your biggest hope for all the efforts that you put into getting obsessed with things and following them and assembling all the Beanie Babies and finding a cape and <laughs> writing spreadsheets? And... That I never run out of things to be obsessed with. Or that I don't become, yeah, that things still have that, that grab of being like something that I need to read about and that that never stops being also something that I want to make about. I guess, I don't, I guess that's a fear of being complacent, maybe, or a fear of losing curiosity. Mm. I hope that I never stop 
learning because I want to. Hmm. Yeah, it's like the desire is the biggest thing. Yeah, fostering if, that. Yeah, if I ever think that I found the meaning to the world, mm. that I could just stop there. Yeah, well, let me know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and what about your biggest hope for um, dance, or for the like that you're currently chasing this, all of these ideas in a in a kind of dance context? I don't know why it's dance. Yeah. I mean, I did a dance degree. Oh. Uh, oh no! I mean, I'm pretty stuck on it. It's <laughs> <laughs> <So>, like. <laughs> yeah, me could too. Have, could have easily been something else. Like a physics degree or a poetry degree. Or... Yeah, or, you know, just a bit of a sidestep into dance is more popular. Older brother, like theatre. Ah. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I'm really here now so I hope that my knees stop hurting in winter (laughs) never gonna happen no I don't know I want people to be interested in dance because they come to it and understand it I hate that that answer of people who come see dance and then like I'm, I didn't get it, but it was great. And I don't know, it's not a valid definition of a good show, one that you not necessarily understood but got something out of. Mm. And why are you excusing dance from, I don't know, for me that's a pretty basic requirement mm. of seeing a show is that I want to be changed somehow or take something from it, which if you don't understand it, that's the copper answer, then I guess you're done. Like, mm. I want dance to be... Engaged. Yeah. Well, it's in like what? Don't know. What you said before about doesn't need to make narrative logic or rationale, but there is some sense. Yeah. There is some sense that has been crafted and then yeah. shared with the viewer. Yeah. I guess that whole space and time thing of like synchronicity between moments, and even if I feel fuzzy about not giving something a clear narrative in my head, it's another thing I'm afraid of about this dance. But that, you know, visually something will happen and then recur and hopefully we can weave something together that refers enough to itself by the end that it's created a world where things make some kind of sense for ten minutes, you know, and kind of feeding back through. Yeah, it's true that things have to refer to themselves to create a world. Because otherwise, where is logic? Yeah, yeah, and you're somehow like crafting this world so that people can have a a brief mm. reprise or something by stepping into it. Mm. Or, yeah, like watching a performance, like at the beginning of a performance, it's the blackout, and then like the the lights come on, like biblical yeah, it's references. True. <laughs> Like at first there was nothing and now this and then it, it begins and you don't know what it is but then the way that it speaks about itself mm. like the vocabulary like dance vocabulary and choices that it makes establishes mm. something that can be followed or can be broken but has to is there and whether you 
I don't think you need to make it on purpose, but it happens. It happens if you get to spend enough time with something and be rigorous with something as well. Yeah. And if it's anchored in something. Mm. And it's almost, maybe it's arbitrary where that rigor mm. comes from, whether it's from like an intrinsic belief in what you need to do or whether it's from allocating a movement to each side of a dice and then going, I need to make a dance. Yeah, and sticking with the rules of the game. Yeah, mm. or long enough until you until you know them and then you can... Yeah, yeah. Then you cannot follow them anymore once you understand the rules. Um, if we take the most zoomed out view of what you're doing and what you're interested in, what do you think it is? Hmm. I think that has more than one answer. Mm. Uh, I think for me, like why why I'm doing things is I guess trying to keep myself busy, <laughs> not in like in the most mundane way possible, but also yeah, Just trying to get a finger in all the pies and keep being a person that's able to talk about things and think about them and keep up with how much there is. Keep living. Maybe that's some idea of the best way to live is... And one that's like very enabled by the internet, by, by how we already live is the, the searching out and life is in the finding and the making sense of but I don't know why I need to share it with other people or why they should give me money for it but neither do they so we're fine <laughs> <laughs> excellent um, I'm just conscious of time so I don't make you late it's 11 but do you have anything that we we haven't talked about that you want to touch on? Um, we've talked about the universe, I think. Yeah, and your universe as well. The and your. Well, I mean, for me, they're the same thing. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I guess maybe maybe it's a test of how much. Mm, everyone's or my understanding of things my universe like maybe it's a constant test of whether I'm on the right track mm. whether that resonates or like am I being understood is that yeah. like SOS into the void do you understand me yeah. is this human experience Am I defective? A defective human model. Yep. Would you like to put on the cape? Because <laughs> I would like that. Yeah, I like that idea that actually universes are just existing like Venn diagrams and they just, they overlap and then 
they go away. And you you just put that in a spreadsheet? <laughs> yeah, you could definitely put that in a spreadsheet. Mm. Have you ever tried to populate graphs out of your spreadsheets? No, I haven't got into graphs, but okay. I feel like I'm there. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> it's, yeah, maybe it's not so much a Venn diagram as just like a stack of circles. Mm. Oh, yeah, so closely overlapping, but not quite, not existing the same internal space, but showing the same space and time. Maybe dance is, theatre is, can be putting everyone in the same place and time for the same thing. shared experience, especially when it's not, not mediated by small talk or something. Or instructions. Or instructions. Like, apart from the conventions of come in, sit down, yeah, yeah, lights yeah, yeah. turn off, yeah. a world. But yeah, hashtag God. Excellent, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. Life is clearer now. <laughs> Maybe.